Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Talk is Sheep podcast. I am your host, Brett Nobles, and we're coming at you. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brett Nobles. We are back, Talk is Sheep podcast, episode 22. Got a special guest here in the building today, St. Joseph Baptist Church, Mobile, Alabama. My man, Pastor, Reverend, Bishop, Leon Bell. What's up, big dog? How's <laughs> What's it going, going on, man? I'm so excited and honored to be on the Talk is Sheep. I've been following you on Facebook, so I've been seeing all your podcasts. I heard a couple of them, man. Excited for what you're doing. And excited to be in the building today. Yes, sir. Um, I've labeled this room here at the River Kids, the Thunderdome. Um, it sound <laughs> pretty cool. Name. Nice little, nice little sound area. I call it, we call it the sound room. Uh, Wednesday night, me and Jeff Jones helped lead worship for the youth. And after we come back here and we just played music, shut the door, and he kept playing guitar, and we kept on just wow. Doing hold up, thing. hold up. You lead worship with the kids? Um, I was on the <laughs> stage with worship. With kids, so. Uh, <laughs> You know, you get in where you fit in, where you're needed, so you do what you got to do. Cool uh, so, yeah, man. But uh, glad to have you, man. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. I know some of the River followers, Lot Road followers, and even the ones that follow me on social media will know a little bit about you. Yeah. But for those that don't know who you are, go ahead okay. and throw it to them, man. Well, Leon Bell Jr. is my name. Uh, born and raised right here in Mobile, Alabama. I've been pastoring at St. Joseph Baptist Church now, coming up on five years. Wow. I have the amazing privilege to pastor the church where I grew up. So I grew up there as a young boy. Been married to my lovely wife, Tamika Bell. We've been Shout married now, Bell. coming on for 13 years this April. Wow. In 13 years, we are a blended family with five amazing sons. Whoa. So let's talk about that. That's a we lot have, of food. It's a lot of food. <laughs> but thank God we only have two at home right now. Come on. So we have our 24-year-old truck driver. Then we have a senior at uh, in Huntsville in college. And then we have a 20-year-old in Texas. And then our 11-year-old sixth grader. And then the one that slid in. The, 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 the three-month-old. The caboose. <laughs> our baby, our newborn, three months old. He is Bringing up the rear, and he is the absolute last one. You sure? I'm positive. I asked RJ that before. I'm absolutely and, and we see positive. What happened, so, man, I've been I've been preaching. I've been <laughs> preaching, man, for about uh, what tw- thirteen years now. Thirteen yeah, years. Th- coming up on thirteen years Word. now, man. Been in, uh, grew up in church, raised in church my whole life. Um, so I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm in school now. Uh, oh. So I'm excited about that as well. Talk about that, man. Education. Big man, thing. it's it, it's a big thing. I'm, I'm in seminary school now, uh, working on my MDiv. Um, it's, when I first began, um, the syllabus was overwhelming because I've been out of school <laughs> for a while. Uh, but now that I'm a couple weeks in, um, it's kind of like finding my flow, man. Excited. And I went back to school because um, I wanted to be, first of all, uh, a lifelong learner. Yes. And I wanted to be a student of the Word. And I also just wanted to, to um, I guess... As a pastor, I see what I do in pastoring and preaching as a craft, for lack of a better term. <clears throat> and those people who are familiar with that term, who have, or whether you're an engineer, a psychologist, whatever you feel you're in, you go to school to learn more about what God called you to do. And for me, it's preaching and teaching the Word of God. So Praise I went to school so I can become a uh, 
betterment, better person, uh, better teacher of the word. And I, excited I about it, it, man. Advancing your education. Uh, John Wooden once said, if I am through learning, I am through. <laughs> and uh, that's no words ever spoken ever more true. Uh, continual learner myself. I love it. Uh, get this little one I got. My year old, when she gets a little bit older, um, if my wife won't try to sneak another one in there, you know what I mean? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Come on. Go, go back and get a master's in business myself. And, you know, it's like, well, where's that adventure career? Well, who knows? But still something that I want to do just yeah. to, to have. And uh, so, yeah, one day. Right. Cool. Um, awesome stuff. Glad to hear um, the boys, all five of them. All five of them. All boys. I've yes. got one boy in the house, teenage, my brother, and he's eating me out of house at home, so I can't imagine having more than one in the house because Listen, groceries. When, when the older the older three were at home together, they, they, they can eat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can, they can eat. My brother is a bean pole, and he, he doubles what I eat, and I'm like, how? I don't remember this stage of life. I don't remember this where... I'm always because you weren't the hungry. one buying the groceries in. Uh, that's well, what, that, <laughs> that's why you don't yeah. remember. God rest my parents' soul. But if they were here, they'd probably say the same thing. Let's take a quick break, my man. Let's go. We are back. It's still me, Brett Nobles, the host and the man, Leon Bell. It's still me. Still, still Leon Bell, right? Still doing your thing, uh, man. Let's talk about. This new year, right? Uh, yeah. 2023. I know for those out there that are goal setters, right? Coming to a new mm-hmm. year and you got 12 months to put something into action, right? To, to till ground, to plant something, to grow something, to nurture something. What's that look like for Leon Bell and St. Joseph? Baptist Church, my man. What it looks like for us, man, is just, um, we know we don't have, well, I don't have any, I do have a, Goal list of what I would hope to see and desire this year, but ultimately, what I've challenged St. Joseph and I've challenged myself with this year is a full recommitment for mm. the next twelve months. Yes, like a recommitment. When um, in the last year, I was just thinking about we had a really my wife and I personally had a really good year last year. We seen do some amazing things last year, and that's us, you know, going through a year of pregnancy with a nine month pregnancy. You know, having some challenges at towards the end of that after well, after the birth, and still being able to see God do some amazing things in our life. But what would God do in 2023 if we completely recommit our life to Him? Yes, completely recommit our walk with Him. So I've challenged myself personally, and I challenge our church to give God the next 12 months, mm. like recommit the next 12 months, and just see what God will do in your life if you intentionally. Recommit your walk with him. Recommit your commitment to local, your local church, whatever ministry you're serving in. You know what? Get back involved in that yes. ministry. And if you're not. If you're not. If you're not, plug in somewhere. Plug in somewhere. <laughs> Man, when I took our sons to college, um, our older sons to college, one of the things that really encouraged the college students to do was to get involved in campus activities. Yes. They said get involved in campus activities because the more involved you, the more involved you're in campus activities, the more likely you are to be successful in college yes. and graduate because you've become a part of the environment. You're invested. You've become invested. And after that 
tour of college and I heard that concept, I took that same concept back to church. Why not? And I was like, <laughs> get involved in something. Yeah. Like commit to get involved in something in the ministry because the more the more involved you are in the ministry, the more vested you are in what God is doing at St. Joseph, and the more you want to see God do a more and more amazing things in your life. No doubt. So man. as we recommit this year, man, just recommitting our walk to God, commitment our involvement in local church. A recommitment to our time of devotion to him in every area, man. And you're going to, and I just in the last month, I have seen God do some amazing things. One like, month in. My wife and I have, like, man, God did that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and this, here, here, is, here it is, Rick, effortless. Mm. Effortlessly on our behalf. Yeah. We've seen God do things and move on our behalf. Like, We've been praying about that, and God just did it. We didn't even have to yeah. do anything. Like He just did it, and it's one more thing, brother. That's a <laughs> that, that's the glory of God, right? We sit and we till the ground that's hard as a rock, mm-hmm. and we do all this laboring ourselves, and then we give it to God, and it's like you go to sleep and you wake up and it's done. And you're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, how? And you're yeah. like, oh, that's how God works, right? This is that's who we serve, and it's one of those things where you kind of chuckle, but then you're like, okay. Yeah, he's still God. <laughs> and this is the thing about, about God, and when you believe in God, and I, I I learned this, and I mentioned this to Saint Joseph, is that we have to learn to simply believe God. Mm. Like we think that believing God means I have to believe Him and then do A, B, C, one, two, three, X, Y, and Z. Yes. If God tells you to do something, be obedient to what He said. But outside of that, just believe God at His word. Yes. Believe His promises. And just trust him to keep his word in your life. So shall my word go forth, and it shall not return void, but will accomplish what it is sent to do. Isaiah, baby. Isaiah 55 and 11. That's it. One of my favorite. <laughs> One uh, of my favorites. I love it. Like the, was it, the rain and the snow that falls to the earth has a purpose. There's a purpose. It's like his purpose word. There's a it. purpose for it, right? We all have a purpose. We're all designed. Go back to episode 21. I just got done talking about being uniquely and wonderfully made, being authentic. You mm-hmm. have a purpose. Yeah, and that's uh, it. Man. And when we think about our purpose, being authentic, and then just simply believing God. Yeah. And trusting God. Truly. Right? Truly. It's one thing to say, oh, I believe in God. And mm-hmm. that's the status quo of walk around. You have the, um, I'm not going to call them brain dead Christians. You have the ones that profess Christianity, mm-hmm. but their actions completely opposite right yeah. they're the ones that i'm in the crowd with the christians so yeah i believe but then when they're in the crowd with their buddies on friday and saturday night that's completely different um but then you have those when the actions speak louder than the words and when you speak people will listen because they saw your actions beforehand they yes, understand see. who you are they understand what you stand for by the way you carried yourself right mm-hmm. i can't come in here you know half drunk no shoes on right <laughs> got cuts and scratches all over me because I've been had a rowdy night before and say, oh, yeah, I'm ready for church this morning. And you might be. Praise God. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. But what's your actions say, right? Yeah. What was you doing? You know, was you preparing for? And, man, you you have a greater purpose. And I know for you and I, our paths crossed at Bold Venture. Bold Venture. Um, it's crazy. Go back to episode one. I'll never forget Terry Hall saying, Man, I pulled up and it was like different gangs were there, and I was like, <laughs> "When I say that now, I you chuckle, I, I laugh inside, and I'm like, he ain't lying. Like I was grew up that way, right? I was brought up to the point where it was like, hey, I would have never thought that at 31 years of age I'd be sitting down on a podcast. First off, secondly, with a Baptist preacher." <laughs> 
Like, when I met you, I was like, okay, I'll give this. Like, I, I'll be honest. I didn't want to go to Bold Venture. Like, RJ sem, semi-twisted my arm a little bit. I was like, man, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of us going. We'll just come. Like, you'll have fun. I'm like, and we actually end up being in a small group together. Yeah, he's my small group leader. So I remember I got there, and we get there, and they're like, we're going into small groups. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what have I got myself into? Like, I ain't but an hour drive away. Yeah. I didn't bring my car, but I'm like, my wife can come get me. Like, if I tell her she can go to Tango Outlet while she's over here, I know she'll come get me. I just know, right? And uh, we did our small group meeting, man, and we had a unique group. Um, and we sat down, and we got to talk about it. And I was like, you know what? This might work. Yeah. But uh, I remember I hit it off with you, and I remember right after that session, I go uh, find my pastor, and I'm like, hey, man, my leader is an African-American Baptist dude who believes in the Spirit. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk by, and I was like, hey, look, this is Leon. And then y'all dapped yeah. up, talked, and uh, the rest is history, man, uh, to see y'all's Y'all's bond, y'all's communication, y'all's, you know, friendship blossom, as well as Pastor Jared. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, even with the church gangs. Um, yeah. I guess we're not rival gangs. We might be, like, the gangs that's cool with each other, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Bold Venture, Lee Grady, um, everything that that stands for. Um, I know a lot of lives are impacted over that trip and every other Bold yeah. Venture trip, but even with, you know, Kingdom Builders yes. um, to see – how three different churches, three different denominations, yeah, right? And that's the, it's one thing to break the barrier of race and ethnicity, mm-hmm. but then you start doing that inside the church because we all know, for us that's been in church long enough, we know there's more gangs and cliques and cliches in a church than there is outside. Yeah. It's just true. Yeah. So, yeah, all we need to, you know, support all this, you know, stop the violence and be there for one another and, you know, in racism outside in the world, well, we probably need to start, we might want to start in a church <laughs> first, right? And uh, to me, that commitment from y'all three pastors, um, I don't know, it encouraged me. It gave me to say, hey, you know what? Although for many years there have been many men in suits on Sundays mm-hmm. to say something, but they're actually doing something, right? Yeah. And to me, that was that wake-up call to go, okay, um, Let's go to work. <laughs> and it's funny you mention that because we often, we, you know, we get together a lot, Pastor Jerry, Pastor RJ and I. And we, one thing we, I often say is that the Lord had to take us all the way over to the Bay and Baldwin County to, for us to connect. Yeah. To do ministry together in our own city. Yes. And that's, that's just how God works. Like he took us out of our own city, took us across the Bay yep. to connect and meet and then come back here to do ministry in our city together. And that's what the king. When we think about the kingdom of God, Sunday is probably one of the most segregated days of the week. Yes, because my church is all black, and then your churches are predominantly white churches. But at the same time, when we can come together, yes, and not allow race or denominations yes. to be a barrier of us worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of that's Lords, it. which is how Kingdom Builders was birthed through that beautiful thing. Um, man. It, it was a, kind of a spinoff from Bold Venture. And to say, okay, we brought all our guys together. We had an amazing time at Bold Venture. Yes. Uh, the Spirit of God was moving. That's amazing teachings. But now what are our guys going to do when we get back to Mobile? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's kind of Are we going back to our gang and going back to, you know, inside of our four walls? Exactly. And keeping our colors represented and, lack of a better word, to hell with the rest of them, right? Yeah. Because that's really what we do. When we all get together and we go to our compound where mm-hmm. we belong and we don't go outside and we don't mix and we don't mingle and we, you know our way is better than your way well that's what our our actions saying to hell with the rest of mm-hmm. it and unfortunately that's how a lot of 
quote unquote church has been um, still to this day, right? Yeah. And, uh, and it takes it takes intentionality to really represent the kingdom well yes. in the body of Christ. You got to. It takes effort. It takes a lot of effort because we've put so many walls up, mm-hmm. believers. That I mean, we've got so many different denominations, different groups, sub- subgroups, different whatever you want to call it, because somebody at some point or another couldn't agree. And that's and that is it. I was just I was about to say <laughs> when you think about all the denominations, all of those are things that divide us. Yes, that Division. separate us. Yeah, I mean, it's it oh. separate us. But when we think about the kingdom of God, we can put we should be able to put together aside some differences. Yes, to worship the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, mm. and it should not be to the point to where we cannot even fellowship together. That's right. Because of the denominations. Like you mentioned, I'm, I'm a Baptist preacher that believe in the spirit. Man, I'm a spirit fear preacher. And I often joke and I say, we, we Baptocostals. Yes. <laughs> you probably yes. heard me say that before. I, I actually remember, um, <laughs> I remember our prayer for Bold Venture. Um, we go around in a circle and we had different denominations mm-hmm. represented. And I remember you opened up, hey, I'm Leon Bell. I'm a pastor of St. Joseph Baptist Church. And I was like, okay. So, uh, Holy Spirit, you just yeah, let's 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 tone it down a little bit. Let's not <laughs> freak anybody out. And uh, you go to close in prayer, and, and I hear the Spirit, and I was like, kind of open my eye because you know, everybody's being reverent. <laughs> yeah. uh, I peeked the eye, and I'm like, oh, that's the Baptist guy. Well, hold on. And then I'm like, con- conversating with myself, and I'm like, that's it's, the Baptist guy. Hold on. Whoa, all hold, way up. Hey, I'm all messed up. And then from that moment, I was like. I got to stay now just to figure out what in the world's going on because this dude told me that he's a Baptist preacher. And I was like, I've never encountered that before. Like, the most out of the um, normal Baptist I've ever met had a tambourine in the church. Like, wow. that, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, being over here on my side of town in Sims, Wilmer area, even going uh, visiting other churches, that that's the extent of what Baptist um, contemporary um, spirit field would have been. Oh, we got a tambourine. Wow. So that was unique to me. And that was one of those things where I was like, all right, God, you're doing something because um, obviously where I'm at, we're Mm -hmm. non-denominational. I grew up Church of God, Assembly of God, uh, been to holiness churches, Mm -hmm. um, have visited a Methodist church a time or two. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I I understand. I've seen. I've encountered. I know people. uh, And I even go back to my buddy Brandon's episode. He was, you know, he actually connected more on a Baptist church level than anywhere else, right? He's been to multiple churches in our area. When he was up in Tennessee, the the Methodist church is the one where he actually had ran into some great people. God's got great people everywhere, right? Wow. But the one thing he's shared with me, and I, I will share until my dying days, is we've got to learn to major in major and minor in minors. That's it. Christ, born of a virgin, death, resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we get so, al- we, we we get along with that. So let's talk Everything about it. Get, let's, let's, <laughs> Man, let me talk about let me, let me talk about that for a moment. So, so I, like you heard me say earlier, I grew up at Saint Joseph Baptist Church. Yes, sir. I want to be real technical. Saint Joseph Missionary Baptist Church, um, traditional church, and in two thousand and nine, I had an amazing encounter with the Lord. I had some friends who were part of non-denominational churches. We would get together, um, and at this point in my life, I'm really seeking the Lord and wanting more from Him. Yeah. Because I had been in church my whole life, and at this point, I'm probably, I'm, what, 29, 28 years old, and I'm like, it has to be more to God than what I've been experiencing the last 28 years. Yes. 
Like there has to be more to God than just coming to church and singing the same songs, praying the same prayers. You know, the preacher, same cadence on the clap. Exactly, the <laughs> preacher preaching the same sermon. You can and you can close with them in this hoop. You know, from in a missionary yeah. Baptist church, they had the same closing. Like, like there has to be more to God than this. Yes. So I began to seek God out on my own, and in that I met some friends, and I had they were all from different churches. They were all non denomination churches. And they were all spirit filled. And I never forget, it was July. And, and they would talk to me about spirit filled life and about having a baptism of the Holy Spirit. As a Baptist kid, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. And I remember the very first person I ever heard speaking tongues was my father. Wow. And he grew up Baptist. Come on. <laughs> Matter of fact, he's a deacon at the church where I pastor. <laughs> And I remember I was in high school, and I came home one day, and he's sitting on the sofa praying in the spirit. And I look at him; he, you know, he just going in the spirit. And I go in the back. I said, "Mom, um, is Daddy okay?" And I do the little crazy signal. You know, is, is Daddy all right? She's like, "Yeah, he just praying in tongues." I was like, mm, "Okay." So, mm-hmm. so then fast forward to my experience. So I'm seeking the Lord out, man. Really, really, really wanted to, to get closer to God and experience Him on a deeper level. And I meet these friends, and we would get together, pray together sometimes. And they had kind of, they kind of had really, in many ways, discipled me. Wow. Uh, taught me about. Um, I went through the deliverance process. Well, I saw her soul, uh, uh, generation of curses. Kind of just talked all, all of this stuff I have experienced my whole life. Yeah. And we were together praying one night. And they're praying in the spirit, and I'm praying in English. And I was like, I want to be filled. I want, I want that. Like, yeah. I want that. Yeah. And they said, you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? I said, fill me up. I want it. I want it. Sign me up. <laughs> and, man, we began to pray that night. And the Holy Spirit fell upon me and filled me. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit that night. Praise God. Began speaking in tongues. And I was so excited. And I called my then friend, who later became my wife, I called her and I said, "Hey, I got fifty dollars." And I began speaking tongues, and she was like, she was excited on the phone. So then, fast, that was a Saturday night, right? Wow! And that night, I go home and I'm speaking in tongues, like I'm waking up throughout the night speaking in tongues, I'm waking up speaking in tongues. And it was the fourth Sunday in July, two thousand and nine. Mm. I wake up that morning. I get to church really early because I want to talk to my pastor about what I've experienced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want to talk to him about what I experienced and let him know, like, I've been speaking in tongues since I got filled with the Holy Ghost and I really can't control it. Like, it's just. It's there. It's there. It's that water that flows. It's that water that flows, that living water. Flow, that water. <laughs> hey. So I get to church extra early this Sunday morning. I go in this study. I talk to him. I tell him what happened and where I had been and about the whole experience. He said, okay. And I said, I'm telling you this because I had never seen it done here. And I said, if I can't control it. When I get excited, the Spirit of God just takes over me and I speak in tongues. He said, well, he said to me, he said, if if the Spirit of God falls on you and you're speaking in tongues, you're always going to be in order. Yep. I said, okay. I said, okay. So then, um, this, um, this is the funny part of the whole story. So I was one of the youth directors at the time. I was over our youth ministry at the time. And um, we had a youth workshop coming up. And we, I wanted the announcement to be made to let the youth know what was coming up. And I asked another young lady to make the announcement for me because I just didn't know where I was going to be yeah. <laughs> in the service to be able to say that announcement. I don't know if I'll be able to. <laughs> and she insisted that I make the announcement myself. I'm like, no, because she was making the announcement anyway, Brett. Like, she was going to be at the microphone anyway and making the announcement. So just make mine, too. But she insisted that I do it. 
the quiet song. I'm in the back of church praising the Lord. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm going up. And so it's time for announcements. She does her piece. I get to the microphone, and I'm standing there. Everyone's looking at me. Mm. And I open my mouth to speak, and tongues come out. Wow. And I stop. <laughs> I just stop. I open my mouth to speak once again, and tongues come out again. And I stop. I looked at my pastor. He looks at me. He says, go ahead, son. Go ahead. Yeah. And I just let it rip. Hey. <laughs> and the church you just can't went up. It, right? Man, we began, hey. the, the church went into a high praise at that moment. Yes, Lord. Um, my pastor came down. He blessed me. He prayed with me. Um, I, calm, I was able to calm myself down. And that entire, for the rest of that day, I went home and had to re- literally write notes. Yeah. Because uh, I could not speak in English. That's awesome, man. And, man, my life has never been the same ever Talk since. Talk about the, the glory of God and that, man. Has never been the same, man. So even now we have Pastor St. Joseph, man, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Even as we said this last Sunday, um, I talked about. I know you actually preached the message at uh, Lot Road for the revival, right? Yeah. Cornelius and all that, man. Yes. And uh, I remember. It was just so different. Like I said, you know, here's this Baptist preacher. <laughs> it, it is. And uh, people, when I say that, um, a friend of mine, Justin Allen, I work with, he, uh, I told him about it. Uh, and I was like, look, dude, because um, I, I invited him over. And uh, he's a holiness assembly of God. So uh-huh. he's like, you telling me Leon's? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, <laughs> he's at a Baptist church. But now my buddy Justin, who was evangelizing, he has a past, he's a pastor now. He mm-hmm. took over a church. That's a Baptist church. <laughs> so, by name only, mm-hmm. right? Because they believe in the gifts of the Spirit. So, good stuff, man. Let's take a quick break. Come back at in just a minute. Man, it's an awesome thing to sit down and talk about uh, the gifts of the Spirit, talk about the Spirit of the Lord, um, right? It's a, For some people, it's a controversial topic, yeah. right? Um, I've, I've heard people recently... <clears throat> had the conversation about it, but uh, but we'll transition to that in a minute, man. What's, what else you got from the docket, man? Let's talk about it because it's unique. It's different. And you know, so I, I told you about, about my experience and how I received the Holy Spirit, the feeling of the Holy Spirit with my friends. But even before I got to that point, when I was searching for more of God and wanting to know it had to be more to God, I went to the Bible and I went to Acts. Mm. Actually, when I was seeking God and seeking more from him and like there has to be more of God, my point of reference was the book of Acts. Yes. When you look at the first century church, um, even the day of Pentecost, when you in the upper room and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He said he, and, and they received the Holy Spirit and filling then. And then when you look at even when people preach, when, when Peter would preach, he said a, a Holy Spirit failed. Yes. That. That preaching wasn't just preaching to get people to feel good. It came with a demonstration behind it. Yes. And so when I was seeking God, I was like, I want to experience this power there's that more. I read about. Like, there's more. <laughs> there's got to be more. Like, there's got to be more yeah. in this Sunday morning service yeah. in a program. Yeah. And that's how I, and that's what led me, I believe the Lord, how he orchestrated my steps to meet the friends I met. Because I had been reading about it, and I wasn't experiencing it in my local church, but I knew it had to be more of God. Yeah. And here's the thing about it. When I sat down with my pastor, and we had a conversation about me leaving, because I grew up there. But when um, in 2009, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, 
Uh, I got called to the ministry. I did my first sermon in January of 2010. I got married April 2010. Wow. Where at the end of 2010, the Lord began to, to, to speak to me about leaving and going to a different church. That was hard for me because I had only known St. Joseph. Yeah. But when I went down, and so I had been putting it off and really praying about it, and the Lord had showed me where we were going to go, and I knew I had, had, had not at the time met the pastor. But when I did, I mean, okay, that's, that's, that's him. That's yeah. him. Um, and when I sat down with my current pastor and told him that the Lord had been leading, you know, what the Lord had put on my heart and that we would be transitioning out, his words to me were confirming, but at the same time somewhat heartening. He said, um, I knew the Lord was dealing with you. I knew he put something in your heart. I just wasn't sure what it was. And he said to me, the grass is greener on the other side. Wow. That was shocking. Yeah. That, that was like. just got me off guard. What, wow. do you, what do you mean? Like, I grew up here. This is where I, he said, he, he said the grass is greener on the other side. He said, you know, we have our traditions here. Mm. And, wow. And, and there's a lot in you. And there's mentoring in your wife. And the grass for you is greener on the other side. And I was like, it blew me away. And this, you know, it was exciting to get the release from him and it not be as hard as I thought it was going yeah, to be. But, but at the same time, it's like, man, but there's so much more to God that you ought to want to experience. And he understood it. Right? He understood he, it. He, he's like, hey, the traditions. And man, I'm a safety guy. Well, we've always done it that way. That's the yeah. one thing the safety guy hates to hear. We've always done it this way. But does that mean it's the right way? Does it mean the right it way? It just means they ain't killed nobody yet. Yeah. But that still don't. Yeah. And that's to me the word tradition. And I understand there's time and place for tradition. Right? Mm-hmm. We all exactly. wear we wear red and rings for a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Traditionally speaking, um, you have um, all these things you do with your kids in preparation and yada yada yada. Tradition's great. Mm-hmm. But too much tradition is, yeah. yeah and it, my, my philosophy on tradition, because, you know, of course, now I'm pastoring that same church. Yeah. And and here I am as a, a spirit-filled preacher who has seen God and do some amazing things, um, who has a wife who has a ministry inside of her. And traditionally, within our church, women don't do in ministry. How dare women speak? How dare? Yeah. So, you know, to, to get to where we are now, it's like I had to teach the congregation that traditions are great and they're good, mm-hmm. but they should never supersede the word of God nah. and God's plan for his church. Hey, it's... We cannot tie God's hands with our traditions. Nope. You know, it should never, you know, your, your traditions have made the word of God void of an, and of no effect in your life. Yep. And so we have to really. So you're avoiding what God's got for you. Yeah. Like it's all great. <clears throat> it's wonderful. But you got to the point where, you knew there was more. I knew there was more. There's more life out there. There's got to be more. more than this. More and more. I was chasing after and more. And then you had, I mean, you experience it. You leave for a season and come back, and you have, you know, the proofs in the pudding. Right? Yeah. You walked it before you talked it. Come on. And, that's uh, good. So that's the thing, you know, as far as you got to walk in that area, right? you got to walk in that love. you got to walk in that <laughs> obedience. you got to walk in whatever you're about to bring and deliver, because mm-hmm. if not, people's going, ah, here goes Leon again. And I think... I think the way God did it in terms of bringing me back to St. Joseph, and because I grew up there, I feel like in many ways, you know, you, I'm not, we're not going to get into church politics, but in many ways, because I grew up there, I think people could trust me. Yeah. You had and, a vested interest. Yeah. This yeah is that's your, it. This is your house. It's they, the rent to own mentality. And they could trust me to teach them something new that they may not have necessarily been taught, mm-hmm. but heard about. Yeah. So, 
in my time pastoring there, man, we've had people to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I've seen we've it. We've had people get laid out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we've seen miracles happen within service. As recently as this past Sunday, man, one of our deacons got healed in service. Um, so we have seen the power of God move in so many amazing supernatural ways in just a short, what almost five years I've been pastoring there. But, dude, it's amazing to even think that. So I know y'all celebrate ninety nine years. Yes, bro. shout out. Yes, ninety nine years this year. Saint Joseph this month actually Baptist celebrated church, ninety nine years. Um, <clears throat> five years of um, not saying rewriting tradition. Mm. But you're going back and biblically educating and stewarding people to, hey, yeah, this is what we were taught, and this is right, but don't forget the before and the after and the mm-hmm. in between. The in between is great, right? We, yeah. all, we as humans love to go to our scripture and find out what fits us in our narrative. But then you got to go read the before and the after script. You know, oh, well, hold on a minute. That's completely out of the, the context of what, yeah. right? Um, the whole desires of your heart. I shared earlier on social media, Michael Todd talking about, God to give you the desires of your heart. Right, and you know he pretty much debunks the whole. Well, hold on a minute, where, where he's at, as long as your heart is where he's at, mm-hmm. then he'll give you the desires because everything that you need from him is there. It's available. Yeah. You know, he's that that bread. He's that the drink from me, and you'll never thirst no more. Okay, well that's there. There you go. Yeah. But we always take it as, oh well, I want a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> I want a job that pays six figures while I sit at home in the air condition. Okay, that's great. That sounds wonderful. Does it line up with God's will for you? Yeah. All right. And uh, that's one thing I know we we lose sight of that. Um, but for you, man, your walk, your just knowing you, right, to see St. Joseph, to experience, to be at church services there before. Uh, yeah, definitely a spirit filled. Spirit-led church, and for me, it was unique, right? It was mm-hmm. different because I walk in, and I'm like, Baptist Church, okay. This building's older than I am. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, and congregation's nice people. Um, Mr. Darren, love him to death. Yes. Um, see him at all the events that we do together, mm-hmm. and including even the, the bold ventures and the men's events. And uh, to see his wall, right? I'm friends with him on social media, and goes back to social media being it's it's a lot of good, a lot of bad, yeah. but you can get good out of it because I get to see his walk, right? Here's a man who's old enough to be, you know, my grandfather and to see his spirit feel walk now, to mm-hmm. see him walking in what God's called him to be and then knowing that that's a direct ref- I hope you. he doesn't hear you say you old enough to be grandfather. <laughs> uh, Love him to death. I mean, one of my favorite people, man. Yes. Um, look forward to seeing him every time we do church together. Always smiling. He's yeah. got an infectious smile. He's yeah. one of those, and he's just one of those people, man, that, uh, yeah, really good man. Let's take another quick break, my man. We are back as if we had never left me. Brett Nobles and Mr. Leon Bell still in the building. Uh, man, good stuff. Uh, glad to hear about all the <coughs> tradition, right, and things <laughs> that that come with it. But uh, man, let's 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 pivot, right? Let's right. let's pull a, a, let's a friends and let's pivot. And uh, man, let's get you a Mojo Moment segment in with your episode. Let the listeners hear about the man that is Leon Bell. Um, what song would be the ballad of your life? <laughs> oh, man. The <laughs> no, song of your life. That would be the ballad <laughs> of my life. Yes, sir. 
Now, are we talking Christian songs? No, sir. <laughs> whatever, whatever comes to your mind. All right, let me see. Um, he is not pro. He was not giving the, the listen, heads up. This is straight I, this off is the hip. Straight off the hip. <laughs> no warning. Yes, sir. If I had to pick a song that would be the ballad of my life, um, I guess it would be "I Made It." I made it. Yes, sir. I think um, I guess Marvin. It's, it is a church song. Marvin Sapp. I made it. Yes, sir. I made it by Marvin Sapp. Man, when I think about all the things I've been through and the stupidest stuff I've done, Woo! and the police saw me <laughs> and still let me go home. Come on. And daddy didn't kill me. I you. made it. Yes, sir. Yes. And then mama and daddy get the phone call about what I had. Man, and I'm st- I made it. <laughs> so and glad I made it. <laughs> all ten fingers and toes, all, all your limbs. Didn't, yeah, never man. been to jail. Never been in the hospital. Um, never had to have my parents come bail me out or come, come pick me up because I've done something stupid. I made it. Yes, sir. Not hey. that I haven't done that stupid. Not but that I haven't done that it should have put me in jail. Provision, right? But God. But God. Grace and mercy. Come on, somebody. Uh, favorite book. Not the Bible. Favorite book and uh, why? Favorite book. So um, I've been reading a lot of books lately. And right now, you know, so right now my favorite book. I would say is Lead Like It Matters by Craig Corshell. Yes, sir. Um, that's a book on leadership, church leadership. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm real big on leadership development. Um, I do leadership development with my church leaders every year in January. Do a retreat with my deacons in October. I'm huge on leadership development and pouring into It leaders. matters. It matters. Um, developing mentorship, discipleship, it matters. Yeah. Um, and it matters and. One thing I think is so great about the kingdom, right, the uh, serving, being able to serve, mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to, to be used, is everything I have ever learned in ministry transcends out into the real world, and I use it in my job daily. Yeah. Right? Like, well, where did you learn it? I learned that from church, right? Well, yeah. how do you learn it? Well, I learned that in church, right? And it's amazing to me that more people do not understand that because that's just to me, I think big picture is how God works, mm-hmm. right? Like, of course, all these kingdom principles of how you build say, the kingdom mm-hmm. works externally. They do. And, and that's the thing about <laughs> it. Kingdom principles work in the kingdom, and they also apply in the world, too. Yes. And, and people's like, oh, man, like, I'm no one special. But I've been blessed with job opportunities that were not in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. that I should have never got. I, I was not. Been there. I'm a safety guy who got a degree after I took the safety job, right? Like, make sense of that. And Been there, did the same. It's that door, right? (laughs) Yes. It's the door that opens up, and it's like, look. uh, And I tell people all the time, you know, God opened doors that no man can open and shut the ones that no man can shut. And I'm like, and I can say that because I've experienced that multiple times. Amen. So, good stuff, man. Um, Which actor would you use to play you in a movie? The first person comes to mind is Will Smith. Okay. Um, Stand up for this, Jada and slap, this, slap this, him this, at? <laughs> despite, despite his <laughs> most recent um, non, um, what's, I guess, uh, recent involvement with, yeah. at the award show, I think I want him to play me. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching First Prince of Ballet lately hey. on, on uh, Hulu, so. Yes, sir. No, nah, Will Smith, man, even with the... Uh, whether you agree or disagree, right? I mean, I I can sit here and play devil's advocate with that moment and be like, hey, I'm all for it, right? <laughs> and also be like, hey, there's a time and a place to rip a Band-Aid. But do you, right? Yeah. you you got to live with it. 
Yes, not me. Ain't my decision. You made it. Uh, Will Smith. That's awesome, dude. I'm a huge Will Smith. I love his movies. Yes. Um, I Am Legends, one of my favorite movies. Um, There's talk of Hitch. having Bad Boys 3 Bad come, Bo- come with on. him and Marlon. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Bad Boys uh, duos. Um, like I said, Hitch was one of my favorite movies. Yes, I think he was good. He, he, he definitely is a different actor in that. Um, Pursuit of Happiness. Um, always gets me in my feelings, but uh, but yeah, great actor. I think that's a great choice, man. I can see it. I can see that. Um, what inspires and motivates you, man? You you are a pastor. You are a husband. You are a father. You you lead people, right? So mm-hmm. it's always very important to you know have a quote unquote motivation. Something motivate. Everybody's motivated for something. You most people get up Monday through Friday and have a job mm-hmm. to go to to get a paycheck. If that paycheck was not going to be there at a week or two weeks or a month, however you get paid, where's your motivation to go to work? You're not, you're not going to do it. So for you, um, you lead people. And we all, because we believe is yeah. there's an eternity waiting on the other side of that, man. So I just want to hear from you as a pastor, right? I think that that's something that's very big to know. Mm. So I know it's big, man. I know it's a- What motivates me is... So great! I give you a great example. So I was I was feeling really, really discouraged as a pastor, um, recently, and I had a leadership training coming up with my leaders from the church, and I was like, I don't want to go ahead. It's just like, phone it in. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I, I shared some things with my wife that morning as I was getting ready to go, and I got there and we had did the training, did the training, whatever, and they began, we began to have what I call a fireside chat. In that in that training, and what motivates me is when I'm able to see the people I lead get it. Yes. And sometimes you have to look deep and hard to find it, but when they get it, and it wasn't it wasn't that they got it or it, nothing aha happened in our fireside chat, but having a conversation with them really encouraged me and my walk. As their leader, yes, and it motivated me. That's awesome. So when you, and I and I and I told them, I said, whenever you hear a good message preached from me, or you hear someone else preach a good message, tell them how that message blessed you. Yes, because here's the thing about being a pastor: no one's people seldom call a pastor when things are going good and well, and they heard some a good message. Yeah. They call the past when things are going bad. Somebody has died. Hey. Somebody they don't get along with did something to them. Somebody make them mad. They need They're, something. They need something. Yeah. You don't, you very seldom, I'm not saying you don't, but it's very seldom you get those calls that just encourage the leader. You're doing a great job, Pastor. And, and more <laughs> than the patch on the back when you come off the stage. Man, that's a good word. Yeah. Like, we all know it was a good word because you just heard it and you ain't went home and dissected it yet. Because for me, I like to dissect the word yeah. two, three days later. And I know me, I'll message RJ and be like, hey, this was good. And it'd be like a week or two later. When you said this, this, this fit perfect. And I was just about to say, the word is really good when you can come back weeks later and say, you know that message you preached two weeks ago? I encountered something today and I remember that song you I, preached. I remember that word. And, and that's how I was able to get through that challenge or get over that yep. obstacle. That's what you have That's to it, do. man. And uh, I shared with uh, Mr. Shadrick Tootle on episode 19 about giving people their flowers when they're due, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we just passed through the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death and all those that was on that helicopter that day. But I felt like Kobe, as, as great as he was, never got that 
admiration that we all saw afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you always see people get the admiration after, after death. And the one thing that I've been pushing was like, no, I want to do that beforehand, right? Yeah. So uh, for me having you on, this is my time to give you your flowers, man. I appreciate you because you were that unique enigma as a black Baptist pastor who was a spirit-filled believer who was different. Hmm. And everywhere you go, you're different, and you're okay with that. And here at the podcast, um, I love people that are different. Wow. Each one of my guests are different. They're uh, To me, I... I think it's not by chance our paths crossed. Um, it wasn't too long later, um, not even a month later, I lose my parents. And I remember you actually text me about, you know, hey, man, how are you doing? How's everything going? And I was like, wow, I, ain't, I don't even know this guy. Like, yeah. I, I've met you. I, I met you at Bold Venture, and then we we come to um, your church for when Pastor Jared spoke. That was mm-hmm. my interaction with you. And then we text back and forth with our group from Bold Venture, but that was it. And that meant a lot to me. And then to see, you know, how you've been here ever since, right? You've been in in that circle of influence of people that either I see on social media or I see at church events or my pastor's hanging out with. Hey, I seen Pastor Leon today, and they're doing this. And then Pastor, he's my last opportunity to preach on a Sunday came because you actually took <laughs> Pastor RJ. So I got my second opportunity to preach. Wow. On a Sunday, because you borrowed Pastor RJ for the day. <laughs> so I appreciate that, right? You gave me the opportunity. But I wanted to give you that moment, man. I hey, appreciate man. you man. Uh, and our, our connection. So, uh, But, yeah, good stuff. And whenever you need RJ, just let him know, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I thought that was funny, dude. I made note uh, writing and preparing for my sermon. I was like, so where's R? Because the first Sunday I spoke, I think Pastor uh, RJ was gone as well. So it's like, and I know I'm feeling in that spot, right? Someone's got to be there. But the second one was like, hey, he's going to be at your church. And he was here that morning. And I'm like, hey, you got to be getting ready, right? Yeah. And uh, But it was just, I don't know, great thing. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Support Thanks, uh, you and your family. Every time we see y'all, y'all happy, y'all excited, seeing how things are going. Appreciate I know you're it, a man. father of many. So just like Pastor RJ, when, hey, dude, what about this scenario? I haven't hit you up with that yet, but it's coming. <laughs> I've got three kids, uh, and Ooh. and it just, you know, the brother is different. Yeah. I didn't raise him. I've been in his life the whole time, but having a teenage male in the house was like, it's whoa. Different. Oh, it's like, different, brother. <laughs> like, I know where my, my uh, tendencies go, and it's like, and my favorite thing I've always told him was like, look, it's not child abuse because you're my brother. I can beat you up legally. <laughs> <laughs> Love my brother to yeah. death. Great kid, but uh, but no, nah, man. Uh, let's get back to some quick questions with you. And this is one of my favorite. Um, I've actually heard this on other podcasts. Um, so, dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Okay, the first was obvious, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also like to have dinner with... Let's exclude Jesus because I think he would go to everybody's number one. Okay. So, so let's, let's get three. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Um, Love it. I would like to have sit down with dinner with him. Um, I would like to sit down to have dinner with. Now, don't judge me for this, but the man is a brilliant businessman, Jay Z. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, I can see it. So we got Martin King, Jay Z, and my last person I would like to sit down to have dinner with would be. Probably Anita Baker, just because she's one of my favorite artists. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like you get variety. You get range. You get depth. Yeah, because that, that was a variety, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But um, I love all three. I definitely can see the Jay-Z for the business acumen. Um, 
the dude ain't made music in God knows how long and still getting paid. You know, the dude has had fingers on different artists and different ventures and business and. He's seen Beyonce on the rise. So I'm marrying her just because, hey, look, she might eclipse me, but I'm going with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's business. The dude knew what he's doing. Uh, MLK definitely um, loved what he represented as far as a man. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, take out all, everything else, but as a man. like, And I feel like was another one of them that didn't just talk it, but he walked it. He walked the walk, talked the talk. Um, good stuff, my man. Good stuff. Um, who has been your biggest role model? in life man like uh for me i take from different people mm-hmm. right like my dad was never this the the believer and the spirit guy who took us to church but my dad was a if he had to work 70 hours in a week to to make ends meet he worked 70 hours if he had to work 72 if you know he was going to work and provide so at a young age i do not believe that work ethic is something yeah. that some people just don't have it yeah. but i do believe that you you can be taught but from a distance. Because yeah. to me, if you teach work ethic, you break someone down, you break the, the you, you take the mold and you break mm-hmm. it down and then form it to what needs to be. But for my dad, I got to watch it from a distance and go, okay, so that's how you provide. Yeah. Maybe not how you lead, but this is how you provide. So I took that and then I watched other people and go, oh, this is how you steward a family yeah. or you made mistakes, so don't do this, right? You learn from others' mistakes. So I think that for me would be role model um, and I could bit and piece it together. But, Single one person, who's your role model? Oh, I, w- I would definitely say, I, w- I want to do two. Go with it, man. My dad. Yeah, and see, I was one. And I- see, <laughs> my dad, and it's, it's this fun thing about that. So my dad, I grew up in a house with my dad. My parents are married now, coming up on 45 years this year, before wow. five years. So I grew up in a house with my dad now. Growing up, you know, my dad was up every Saturday. Like, we couldn't sleep in on Saturday. My brother and I were up on Saturday. We was cutting our grass or somebody's grass. <laughs> they always worked. But it wasn't until I really, until I became an adult, married with my own kids, that I could really appreciate yes. all the lessons my dad taught me that I did not want to hear <laughs> or want to be a part of. Or you didn't of. know, right? I feel like there's lessons taught that we don't even yeah. know or a lesson until you get there and go, Cause I can this remember, makes sense now. like my dad worked on cars, and whenever he worked on the car, he always have have me out there with him. I didn't like it, Brent. I didn't want to be outside working with cars. And I can remember telling my dad, "I'm not gonna be able to do this," because he was like, "You need to learn how to do it, because you got to do it on your own car. You baby know how to do it." I was like, "I just pay somebody to do it." <laughs> He's like, "Well, you don't have the money to pay somebody to do it." I said, "I just I wait. I get the money." But and I remember when I had to change the brake pads on my car. And I didn't have the money to pay nobody to do it. And I changed the brake pads on my car because I have done that a gazillion times with my dad. Yeah. And I can remember when I first changed my first pair of brake pads, I called my dad. And I was like, Daddy, guess what I did today? I'm a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? I changed the brake pads by myself. Come on. <laughs> you know, and that was like, for me, a big accomplishment because I didn't want to learn how to do that. Yeah. But. He made me come out there every time he changed brake pads, pump the brakes, hold them down. Like that. Hold it. Hold, yeah, I, I remember those. Days. You know. I've never done it, and I, I don't know if I probably could. My dad was a mechanic, so I, he taught me all that stuff, and I pay somebody to do it. Yeah, I'll be honest. Exactly. But I remember those. No, hold it. How long am I holding it for? Keep holding it. <laughs> so you understand what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, sir. 
What's number two? Who's that second oh, role model? Apostle Jeffrey Thresh, uh, pastor at Goodwill Church Ministries. Uh, also, make amazing man of God. Because um, I, I remember when we, that's the church we joined after we left St. Joseph, I told you earlier. We joined there, and I remember coming to him. Um, I was newly married. I think my wife was pregnant at the time. We had just had a baby. So trying to learn to be a husband, trying to learn to be a father. It went all these different hats. Um, and I remember coming to him, talking to him. He's a, been an amazing mentor and man of God in my life, even even to this day. But I remember coming to him, asking him, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to be a good father, a good husband, and do this and do that? With just 24 like, hours how, in a day. How I'm supposed to, and I remember coming, like, how do I find balance? And he looked at me. I mean, he was moving around doing stuff, like, completely unbothered by my question. Then it's not what he was doing. He just said, be the man God called you to be. Mm. And kept. He was like, because if you just be the man God called you to be, when it's time to be a father, he'll show up. When it's time to be a dad, he'll show up. But if you focus on being a good dad, you're going to lack being a father. You focus on being a good father, you're going to lack being a good husband. You focus, And he was like, and they said, so just be the man God called you to be. And I was like, okay, I got it. You know, I, I, still, title, man. I still struggle with it, but I, I wasn't trying to be all these different people, but just be the man God created me to be. Yes. Uh, simplistic. Yeah. Right. And uh, I love that. I love the simplistic answer to questions in life. And when you get it, a lot of us don't like it. A lot mm-hmm. of us are like, really, you didn't give no no time to thought to, to what I asked you. And you just gave me mumbo yeah. jumbo. But then you start breaking it down. Be the man God called you to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the man that God called me to be, I'm everything he designed me to be. It, Which I'm means I am fulfilling every, yeah, you're ful- the fulfillment of what God created. That's it. So if I'm fulfilling what God created me to be, then everything else just, super, it just it supersedes everything else and mm-hmm. it falls into place. Uh, beautiful thing because I think for anybody that is a believer that understands this walk and when we have the 100% devotion to him and what he has for us, then mm-hmm. we all can agree it's easier being a better husband. It's easier to be the father. It's yeah. easier to be the friend, to be, you know, the witness. Yeah. And again, it goes back to that walk transcends sometimes what you speak because yeah. they see you walk it out like, wow, he's living for the Lord and he's doing all these great things, but he's also got time for his wife. His wife loves him. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hear people all the time talking about, you know, marriage and stuff. Um, I'm not going to say where, but they're, <laughs> work and I'm like, well, my, I love my wife, right? Like, so I, I I don't know how to relate in this conversation. Like, I love my wife, right? Yeah. Um, she loves me, and so this is different. Like, listening to some issues, I'm like, oh, okay, God, that's type stuff I've avoided. That's yeah. awesome. Check, remember that one. That's awesome, man. I think we all have uh, role models, right? And it's it's good to let them know, uh, represent every good thing we learn from them. Yeah. Um, Best piece of advice you've ever received? Would was it, it, was would, it, it would it be that? That That's was a, it. That dude. That was it. <laughs> um, I go back to Pastor Jared's episode with his best piece of advice, and it was when God opens the door, walk through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as simplistic as that, but it's right there at it. Yeah. But I love it, man. I think um, again, we can all relate to it. We all, when you get to the nitty gritty and you take a seat and you, am I who God created me to be? Yeah. Am I the man God created? The man. The man. The, the man God created you to be because you were created to be the man. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Greatness comes in different packages. That's it. God designed us each every one of us in completely different, unique ways. Uh, let's try to wrap this segment up real quick, my man. 
tip for teenage you, what would it be? If you could give young teenage Leon Bell running the streets, doing his thing, being whoever he was at that time, could, if right now you could give him any piece of advice, what would it be? You have your whole life to be an adult. Oh, come on. Embrace <laughs> being a child yes. and a as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, never grow up. <laughs> it's, Listen, a tra- it's a trap. <laughs> you have your whole life to be an adult. That's so good. Be a child as long as you can. Hey, um, I'm 31 and I still have childlike tendencies. Yeah. Um, that's the part about me my wife knew when she married me. Um, I like cartoons. I like anime. I like childish things mm-hmm. that the world goes, Really? But I, I love being a kid. That was I, I cherish that. Like, And now for my kids, and I'm sure you can relate, the best part of my childhood, I want my kids to experience. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's watch cartoons. Let's go to Disney yeah. World. Let's do these things as a kid that you'll never forget. Because there's memories as a kid that I have. It's like that even you would, oh, really, do you remember that? Why? Because to me, it meant something. Yeah. Right? Um, birthdays. And oh, we didn't have big, luxurious birthday parties. And there were some years I didn't even have a birthday party, but my moms would be like, hey, let's go to the store and let's buy you some gifts, whatever you mm-hmm. want. And for a kid, when yeah. your mom says, let's go buy whatever you want, which, I mean, I know there's a limit, but my mom's like, I remember I bought one of the Home Alone movies. I think it was like Home Alone 3, which is the worst out of all three of them. <laughs> yeah. And I think they ended up making like six or seven of these things. But three, they should have just stopped. But I remember I bought it because here I am, like seven, eight years old, and I'm like, and I'll never forget for years, it's like, what's your favorite Home Alone 3? Why? Because... I bought it with my birthday money. Yeah. <laughs> Just something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, be a kid as long as you can be. That's it, man. I mean, that, that's There's a whole lot to be an adult. And then even when you're an adult, you don't want to be an adult. No. Like, let's just be no. honest. Can I go back to being a kid again? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Akbar said it best. It's a trap. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So how do you want to be remembered? Let's, let's leave it off on that. How does Leon Bell want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? Everybody has a legacy, right? Um, good, bad, and different. I want my legacy to be that I love God and I love my family. Mm. You know, um, rather, and I want I want my children to remember me as a loving father and a present father. Mm. Um, what the, how others remember me is not as um, concerning yes. as it is for how my family remembered me. Yeah. Because the world will only see a portion of me that I allow the public to see. But my family sees all of me. Yes, sir. Private and public. Good stuff. And I remember when I, when I started preaching and even started pastoring, I always said I did not want to be the preacher or the pastor that the world loved. But my children couldn't stand mm. because I was one way at church and a different way at home. Yes, sir. I've heard of a priest where it was, uh, you can tell. I think you were the one who talked about it. You can tell how Yes. Look at his wife and children. While he's preaching. While he's so. preaching. <laughs> if his wife and children are paying attention, <laughs> yeah, all right, he's an all right man at home. Come on. <laughs> uh, man, when you said that, I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say. I, I probably see him because I was like, man, there's a lot of men I know need to hear this message. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, I, I, you know, people get on their high horse and they have platforms, but. Are they that same man at home? Are they are they that man that God called them to be? And mm-hmm. because we all know, if you're that man you called to be, yeah. you're the father you're called to be. You're the husband. You're the friend. And and that transcends it all. Uh, my man, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, I've enjoyed man, for having me, man. Uh, enjoyed this episode twenty two talking sheet podcast. Um, another special guest. You've been 
you just keep I keep adding to the guest list, man. I'm like, wow, this is a I've had like a, a all star of, of <laughs> guests come on the show. Wow. Um, you and Jared beat RJ to the podcast. I made sure he knows that one. Uh, uh, I beat RJ. Yeah. <laughs> um, so busy man, you know. You yeah, he's a, he's a new dad. The Brady Bunch, the, yes. the wins. Uh, but no, nah, man, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing your heart, sharing about uh, your experiences at St. Joseph, about the spirit, and just uh, letting me pick your brain with a few mojo moments, my man. Appreciate uh, you, man. Thanks for having me. And yeah, God dude. bless you what you're doing here, man. This uh, is a great podcast, getting some great content. And man, it's I, all I, different, bro. Yeah, it, like I've had a Star Wars episode. We've <laughs> talked about Disney. We've talked about Jesus. Wow. We talked about music. We talked about more Jesus. Jesus has been a constant thing. Like Jesus comes up at least once in each podcast. Okay. Like it's just gonna happen. I'm sorry. Um, but I also want people to understand that yeah, I love the Lord, but I still watch Disney movies. Yeah. I love the Lord, but I still love Star Wars. I'm still a nerd. <laughs> Um, and I can find biblical stuff in Star Wars. Like, I can sit and go, well, you know what? The, the oppressed right here. Mm. Uh, someone who thought they were a chosen one and stepped out. That's somebody who thought they had a calling. and it, God called him to do something, but Anakin wasn't called by God. It was his own calling that he thought he, you know. And you can, I can yeah. just go on and on. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, look, I want to inspire somebody. I want to give somebody a smile. I want somebody to be entertained with clean entertainment. Mm-hmm. To give them an alternate route to 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 what the world has for them, right? Yeah. And uh, if I can minister to people along the way and this is where they get it, well, then so be it. God will use it. The word will not return void. Amen. Um, so, and then to get people like you, right, uh, to be not recognized, right, because St. Joseph's, right, uh, I plug churches on here all the time. <laughs> I plugged you. I plug you, Pastor Jared, um, Pastor Kenny Fillingham, uh, one of my mentors, uh, Mr. Shadrick Tootle with Tootle Boy Sports, mm-hmm. another good man in the community doing things, that's his ministry. Amen. All right? Like, when he, that episode when he talked about his ministry, he, when he said, it's my ministry, dude, I'm just, like, sitting over here about to, like, bust out of this chair. So I'm like, there, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. I already knew it. I've experienced it. I've seen it firsthand. So when he says, this is my ministry, to, to be there for people, to fill a void where fatherless generations led. Oh, man. So, yeah, podcast doing its thing, man. Again, appreciate you. Have you back on. I want to have you, Pastor Jared, and Pastor RJ on. All right, let's do it. And shoot questions to y'all, three different men, three different denominational preachers from three different walks of life, Mm -hmm. and and get that feedback. Let's do it. Whenever we can square it out with y'all three, uh, table for three. And uh, and go that route because right we're now. all we all are new dads right now. <laughs> yes, and you're seasoned dads, right? Yes. You've been through it before, yes. but it's like I'm on my second child. My brother's already a teenager, but I'm getting the experience: a four year old, a one year old, and a seventeen year old all at the same time. And I'm like, my 31 year old self is not prepared for this. Like <laughs> I tell people all the time, I'm like, yep, guys got a sense of humor because I yeah. did not see this in the in the cards. You've experienced some of it, but now you're getting to see your oldest is how old? 20, 24. 24. So 24 years and you start. There's different things going yes. on now. right? And everybody says, Completely. oh, well, you do a lot more with the first one than you do the second one. Yeah, but there's a lot more differently I'm doing now because I see, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have done as much with this or that. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's such a great thing, man. I can't wait to have that episode. Y'all y'all clear up the time and let me know and we'll drop the pod. We'll man. Again, Pastor Leon Bell, St. Joseph Baptist Church. Where are y'all located, my man? 661 South Broad Street in uh, near downtown Mobile. Yes, sir. Um, great church. Been there. 
been there 99 years. So 99 obviously, years. You know, you can judge it by its fruit. 99 years of fruit. 99 the years of fruit. The power's still on. The door's Hallelujah. still open. Come on, somebody. Yes, is that uh, Is that not enough? Come uh, on. That's so, it. Pastor Leon Bell, the tradition breaker. Um, yeah, that's it. Talk that's of Sheep it. podcast, Brett Nobles. Sayonara. See y'all next time. Be good. Peace out.